Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Inside Try Show with Helen Murray. This is the podcast that takes a deeper look at the sport with in-depth interviews and special episodes to keep you entertained and inspired while you're training. All right, let's begin. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Inside Tri Show with me, Helen Murray. This is the weekly podcast with awesome interviews from triathlon and beyond. If last week was all about swimming in silly temperatures and embracing winter, thanks to the lovely Alan Hofter, this week is all about strength and conditioning with Chris Hendy from Strength for Endurance. He will tell you why, if you want to go faster, strength work is key. And the good news is, especially in the current climate, you don't have to go into a gym. We also speak about all things strength work during the perimenopause and menopause. So there's loads of important and interesting stuff in that interview. So that will be coming up. First of all, though, how do you fancy getting your hands on a three month supply of award winning Ultimate Daily Greens from 33fuel.com? They've been supporting the podcast since the very start, almost a year ago. They do natural and yummy sports nutrition. They do energy bars, protein bars, workout shakes, chia seed gels. So it's all natural stuff. And to be in with a chance of winning a three-month supply of 33 Fuels Ultimate Daily Greens, which was awarded as Best Health Product 2020 by Runners World, all you have to do is click on the link, which I will put in this week's show notes over at insidetryshow.com. And don't forget, Aside from that, you can always use the code INSIDETRY33 for a discount at checkout. So if you want to stock up on some energy bars, then yeah, use the code INSIDETRY33 for a discount. Next up, a quick word from British professional triathlete Laura Siddle. She wants your old kit because she wants it to go to good use rather than as a rag for your bike maybe or straight into landfill. 
Hi Helen and the Inside Try Show, it's me again, Sid, and I'm once again hijacking the airwaves on the podcast. Firstly though, how good was that interview with Chrissy Wellington the other week? Absolutely brilliant. As always, loving Helen's chat and Chrissy is just a legend and I learn so much from her every time I listen. So a few weeks ago, you may remember hearing me talk about partnership with Souls for Souls and we just launched with Challenge Family where if you go to a Challenge Family race, you can take your kit and donate it. So your shoes, um, trainers and any sort of maybe old race t-shirts and that sort of thing or training kits. I also mentioned though about having a collection point in the UK and I was overwhelmed with the amount of people that reached out after that launch with Challenge wanting the UK address. So firstly, thank you to everyone who has already sent in their items absolutely brilliant but I can now officially announce that we do have a UK partner and collection point with Noof Red. Now Noof Red are an online triathlon store so please check them out give them some love too as launching during a pandemic is never easy however they have a great history in athletics and track and field where they have been around supporting athletes for many many years. Noof Red are based down in Devon but they have come on board to be the UK collection point for Souls for Souls. So it's now that time again, okay, be honest, you put it off the first time after I mentioned it, but to put those good intentions into action and have a bit of a COVID clear out. Obviously, it would be great if we could really clear out the pandemic. That might just be wishful thinking on my part and everyone else. Um, But I just want you to start by clearing out your kit and shoes that you no longer need or want anymore. And it doesn't have to be sports shoes either. It can also be, uh, you know, work shoes or or day-to-day shoes, I guess day-to-day do we ever wear anything but sports kit Um, but also kids shoes as well and I want you to send your kit to new Fred and Helen will put the address and links in the show notes but also check out my Instagram at lmsid and also new Fred Instagram and give them a follow and a shout too Souls for Souls are a brilliant organisation and they take our pre-loved kit and give it a second chance in life. Your shoes help fight poverty and give women the chance to create a business for themselves in selling shoes and so they can support their families and communities in much needed countries around the world. But it also helps keep millions of tonnes of textiles out of landfill each year. So lots of positives. But there is more. I'm sure that was a, a sitcom line somewhere along the, along the way back in the early days. The exciting part of Nerf Red is that they're also going to be working with the English Schools Athletics Association and corporate businesses to help provide shoes to school kids in underprivileged areas right here in England and the UK. And there's also more. They're also going to work with para-athletes to provide singles. Now, a single is just one shoe from a pair, as obviously it might sound, but often with uh, an athlete with a prosthetic leg, when they train or they go running, they only need one shoe because their other leg is the prosthetic limb. Um, but they often have to pair, buy a pair, and so they have one spare, as it is. So new Fred are also going to help to try bridge that gap, pair up athletes and pair up shoes. As said, new Fred address will be in the show notes, so please check it out. Also, don't forget you can support Helen by becoming a patron of the show, a supportive buddy, training buddy, a coffee or vino buddy. Much more my style. Thanks again for listening, although you probably didn't have a choice as I've interrupted Helen's podcast, but hopefully you didn't press fast forward or skip. Reach out to me at LMSid on Instagram if you have any questions about this, but please donate away now. Stay safe, sane, healthy, train smart, have fun, and I really hope to see everyone back on the race course soon.
all of the links and the addresses that you need so you can help Souls for Souls are in the show notes at insidetrishow.com. They're all doing amazing things. So really do get behind that. Have a clear out and go and get behind it. Time for this week's interview. We'll do some shout outs and I will fill you in as well on my latest chilly swim after this week's interview. So strength coach Chris Hendy is this week's guest. He runs the company Strength for Endurance. He also works very closely with sports dietitian Rini McGregor, who you might remember from the Healthy Body episode when we took a closer look at eating disorders in triathlon and endurance sports earlier this year. I barely did any strength and conditioning work for five years when I was actually semi-okay at triathlon. Um, And I I do, I think I paid the price with injuries towards the end of that five-year period. And I really don't want you to make the same mistake. So listen carefully to what Chris says. Chris Hendy, welcome to the Inside Try Show. I wanted to get you on the podcast because I wanted to explore all things strength and conditioning (laughs) that is a massive umbrella term I get that but I think you are the guy that I wanted to get on because you've got a lot of experience in different areas within that so Chris back to real basics why is strength and conditioning so important as part of a bigger training program for anyone who maybe swims bikes runs any of that kind of stuff keeps you doing the things you love like it's so simple like like our sport endurance sports are riddled with injuries setbacks yeah lack of consistency like the fundamental one of the fundamentals of performance is being able to be consistent keep turning up day after day week after week month after month and like it's funny like over the years i've kind of what, what is it like what is it what is why is it so important and it's like you know, you could sell a squat, you can sell a deadlift, you can keep telling them all the different pros and cons of it. But at the end of the day, you've just got to stay on top of like, when you're doing a lot of, of one thing, run, bike, swim, walking, hiking, whatever it is. And then you sit down and you spend long periods of time sitting or working in some in whatever position. You've just got to combat that lack of movement or lack or fixed positions with some form of like holistic balance and balance at your balance at balance at your body and strength and conditioning is just a fantastic way of doing that um because you can you can identify what that individual needs and then you can give them an appropriate program that um just keeps them consistent and like you know like the best best athletes in the world are able to just they just keep turning up and they keep you know, they just keep turning up and some of the best athletes i've ever worked like athletes i've ever worked with have never got to their achieve their potential because they've always got those setbacks and they always seem unlucky in the fact that they always pick up injuries and niggles and the amount of people I work with every day who say you know they've just they can't get over the x and they can't get over y and but then you ask them about like are you do you know where your weaknesses are and then are you working on them and more often than not they're not and it's just it it, it, it blows my mind sometimes because you're like guy oh, you just you've got to dial dial in double down on your weaknesses and you're gonna bring up that bring that balance to your body and it's going to keep you consistent so yeah consistency does it surprise you how many people just ignore it no because obviously when you've lived that life and you've you understand how busy people are like it's going to be the first thing they drop because in their mind they have to they have to get the volume done they have to get they have to tick that box they have to get the green tick in the training peaks account they have to get that work done but what they've got to realize is like 
you're just it's that whole mindset of quantity over quality and like your ability to perform those more those eight there those um those, those are the most important sessions of your week better every single week and to have the ability to dial things up week on week out like that you need to have that account accountability or you know you need to be t- you need to be getting your maintenance work done that strength work done and like it's amazing but it, yeah going back to your question it's yeah i mean it's just time right like everyone has limited time we are very busy people nowadays you know and as a coach you've got to take into consideration you know lifestyle family work and there's so many things again and that's why we you know we've always specialized in like refining and getting down to the what does that this individual really need to work on you know we screen everyone we work with we test everyone we work with in terms of let's find out what this individual needs like there's no point working on this person's strengths we need to be making sure that they're working on their hamstrings their glutes their core their you know if they're struggling with below the knee issues plantar achilles calf problems then guess what they've got to be working on landing mechanics they're going to be working on working developing their calf strength working on actually developing their way to ability to absorb force because it's if they're going to if they keep getting plantar issues they're going to have a weak hit weakness through that um, posterior chain somewhere and so get them working on that stuff and it doesn't have to be a lot two to three sessions a week like and it's 20 30 minutes of work we're getting people to do yes you can do more you can always do more but realistically it's always good generally about time uh equipment's an, an excuse um like i don't like gyms that's always an excuse but we don't even get people going to gyms it's just like you can do it pull side you can do it track what track side um you know punching out some sets of split squats you know working some band work that's all doable anywhere so where would you begin then with someone who has maybe never done it before um get them to see like and to perform a basic screen so like we, there's lots of elaborate movement screens out there um testing you scoring you grading you some are a bit too clinical some are some are a bit too alienate you know they alienate people essentially what we do is we get people to move through big ranges of motion let's see what your range of motion looks like you know and let's see if you have the ability to stand on one leg hinge through the hip sit down into a squat position can you pass your arms up over your head like just major look at the major muscle groups maybe look at the major joints and let's have a little look at that and then we might take them into when we're putting in some basic testing but then the point of all that is that basic testing, that basic screening is it gives us a real clear idea as what does this individual need? And, it, and probably what we'll see is it will correlate directly with the issues they've got. And then we just go, right, David, you need to work on, you know, you're struggling with lower back issues, but you've also got incredibly tight hamstrings. And you can barely touch your toes. So what are we going to do? Well, we need to open up those hips. We need to create some, put some strength and some length into your hamstrings. How are we going to do that? We're not we're just going to stretch them. We need to um, strengthen them. We need to put some work through them, some focused work into them. Um, because this young David likes to spend hours on his bike. Nothing wrong with that. It's just he needs, if he wants to find a better aero position, he's going to have to start having a better warm up routine. So, in answer to your question, better warm up routine, a few mobility exercises. He doesn't have to do an hour of yoga. He doesn't have to do an hour of Pilates. He needs to do five minutes, three minutes of mobi- a few minute mobility drills that are specific to him. And then you can add to it band work, a few body weight exercises, split squat, squat, and then moving in and just opening their body up. And then he'll start to notice some nice changes in his body. And then from there, you can go. He'll 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 naturally want to want more, and then you just start to uh, increase the intensity over time. But um, for a beginner, man, it's just like 
get comfortable moving, like get comfortable in your own body again. Most people are restricted in some way and you just want to get them comfortable moving again and then start applying load and complexity and intensity. And a lot of people out there try and go straight into the complex, heavy, intense movement patterns, exercises, blow themselves to pieces and go, nope, that hurts. That's 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 gonna that's stopping me from doing what I really love, which is run, bike, swim. So I'm not going to do it. And it's like, oh, you missed the point. Like you're missing the whole point of like what it's meant to be doing for you. It's meant to be opening you up, creating more range through those your hips and your knees and your ankles, so you can create more strength and more power. And yeah, so start easy. <laughs> and Chris, you said there about screening someone and and kind of hinting at one on one. And I'd I'd say in an ideal world, everyone would love to be able to do that and, and have a screening and have that one-on-one. But in reality at the moment, or just generally, if your life's really, really busy, that might not be possible. Is a bit of yoga a good place to start? Yeah, of course it is. I mean, it's just, it's funny, like there's a lot of people who are very precious about what their, like their, their methodology, like it's like they're a the trx is the best thing it's like this like the bosu ball is the best thing it's like yoga and pilates and it's like no like it's all good like any sort of movement practice is good right but you've got to be consistent with it and you've got to be working on those areas of weakness so like in terms of like just getting people moving and like for us we we give out like we want like go to our onto our website swingmanjuros.com you can pick up the movement screens right there in front of you as a downloadable pdf we want people to see what they need to work on because as soon as you like you know bend over can you touch your toes you know stand on one leg can you do a single leg squat for us simple things like that because once you know you you are the you either want to work on it or you don't and that's kind of where the you know it's why that's why you need accountability in the coach a lot of the time because they'll generally a good coach will tell you to do work on the things that you don't really want to work on (laughs) (laughs) that is so true does it surprise you sometimes the amount of triathlon coaches who don't even consider putting a bit of strength and conditioning in for their clients no i'm not surprised because i work with a lot of coaches and again you've got to think about like how much they've got to deal with like as in like they are working with an individual who's telling them that they can only uh, you know they've got certain hours of the week that they can give you and they want a performance they want they need to get you know, they want to do a half Ironman and an Ironman. So that tells you, right, I've got to get X amount of volume and hours into this person's week. That means they've got to swim twice, run run twice, ride twice at least, right? And then they look at that and go, right, how the hell am I going to get some strength work in there? And so they look at it and go, oh, you know, like, and it's, it's hard, right? And that's where the experience comes in because it's like, well, it's like, again, knowing what that individual needs. And that's where, like, that's where the, the learning needs to come in because it's like, it's not it's just not knowing how best to bring it in and and you need that kind of that that outside input to kind of go well this individual needs to work on this and again that's why a lot of the athletes i work with they have you know we have open communication with their coaches because it's like a good like what are you trying to work on where are you going to be peaking let's um let's make sure that you know we're we're, we're all working from the singing from the same hymn sheet as it were so no, in answer to your question, it's not a surprise, but it's because it's it's trying to like looking at that training peaks account, like what is where there, where am I going to get this all this extra bit of work in this fourth discipline, as it were? But how do you do it? You you break it down, like you, you don't see don't see it as an hour session in a gym, see it as a twenty minute block that you can go right. I need to get that I can get that slot that in right there. You know, like it's the same thing here now. I work with ultra distance athletes. 100 mile 100k weeks easy and then and people are saying well there's no way 
hell. But it's, it's we deliver a 20, 30-minute session every day, um, and they, they just pick up one or two of those a week. And But every session is designed to target those, those areas of weakness, which is going to be like unilateral leg, lower body, core, glute, hamstring, calf, those kind of key areas. So um, it's com- it's compacting what your, what your perception of what SNC is and going, right, what does that actual individual... It's a lot of fluff when it comes to strength, strength conditioning. So it's trying to find out what does that individual need and give it to them in minimal doses. And I, I know for so many things, it's it's not about generalizing. But I know people listening to this might think, oh, well, but how, how do I fit this advice into to my week? So is there any kind of advice or tips that you would have? Like where should you slot in those 20 or 30 minutes in amongst your other key sessions? So like in terms of it being general, you could be general. Like uh, I, need, I need you to move a little bit more, like as in with more purpose. So if you're struggling, so for me, it would be like improving their warm-up, their warm-up. So for their run, to like, do you have a purposeful warm-up routine? Do you have a purpose or, or cool-down routine? Like, And then what do those drills involved before you get on the bike in the morning? You know, jumping on the bike at 4 a.m. to get two hours in before you go to work. I mean, it's that's, that's I, I hear that quite often. Cool. I need you to do some hip openers. I need you to do some some basic kind of uh, lower body mobility drills. Open up the lower back, get some range through the hamstrings. Open up those hips before you then get on the bike. Little and often, like at, if you're at the desk at work, get up, do some basic squat work. Just get you know just dropping down into a squat. It's it, it's not it's not unusual to be able just to be able to move through the bigger ranges of motion because a lot of people are just very restricted and compact they're very congested very congested through their hips through their hips essentially lower backs hamstrings that's why they're such big issues so we've got to find ways of creating more space and again it's just little little doses so for those people who never don't do anything like we kind of reinforce a very standardized warm-up routine which is just a, di- a good dynamic warm-up routine which gets people finding range and it, it becomes so automatic that they just do it over and over again and they do it when they're it takes two minutes but it, what it's doing is it's getting creating space in all those key areas so little and that's like with um walkouts isn't it and the thoracic spine and getting that moving in the um i can't think uh, but with the resistance band like above your head yep yep, yep. a lot Absolutely. of Perfect. So that's what I mean. Like as you're saying all the right things, it's like starting from the top, from the top, passovers, shoulder passovers with a with a towel or a or a band, and just create like opening the shoulders up. Like we all know posture, and in terms of upper thoracic, like we've got to just got to keep that nice and mobile. Yes, for swimming, you know. Yes, for for if you spent hours in that aero position on the bike or over the desk, like it's just good habits to have. Then going into your hips, it's just basic squat work, hip openers, leg swings, like, and and then going down into like more complex ones, which is like um, T spine lunge or getting into those uh, into your adductors, into your hamstrings. But it's only one or two drills. Not overcomplicating it. Literally, like it was. It's like one or two drills that you can do, but you just start doing them you know every every other day every day but you know put it in front of uh, one of your normal sessions um yeah it's just better habits you're like my job as a coach it's like being a teacher you're just always looking to install um or help people and install habits a lot of time it's like no matter how chaotic someone's life is however busy someone's life is you've got to find a way of integrating 
these little things into their life. And no matter how many excuses I've heard of the years, it's just about refining things and going, right, this, what does this person need more than anything right now? And it's a lot of the time it's just purposeful movement. Where does the gym come into it, Chris? And all those big weights. And you, you see quite a lot on um, the, the lovely social media. But you do, you see quite a few athletes in the gym and they're lifting big, heavy weights. Yeah. Where does that come into it? Progressive overload. Because misconception when it comes to a lot of S&C, as you said, the umbrella term at the moment is people love to put every every different type of training under this kind of, oh, I do S&C. And then you find out they're just doing a plank or they're doing a few bodyweight lunges. And that's fine if that's if you've got no aspirations of like more. But if you want more from your body, you want longevity in your sport, consistency in your sport, and then you want speed, you want power, you want strength, you want more watts, more, you know, you want back faster times. How are you going to progress those movements? Um, and be lying static on the floor is as rudimentary as it gets. You've got to get off the ground. You've got to start engaging your core from multiple planes. You've got to start bringing in load, um, resistance. It could be a resistance band. That's another level up. You can then bring in weight or some form of resistance or a cable machine. So then we start bringing in more weight. Same with a squat. Yeah, you can do... You can do 100 squats and you can destroy you on the first few sessions, first few weeks. And it's a stupid idea, by the way, guys, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but then your body adapts, all right? You always got to remember like how your body adapts to that stimulus, that, that initial first few sessions of a run, swim, bike, you're, you know, you're, you're kind of a bit broken from any new stimulus. But then your body adapts, okay? It's, it starts to plateau. Then you start to increase the intensity of your rides, your runs, your swims by increasing the speed, increasing the interval sets, increasing you know, the cadence, whatever. What are you doing with your strength and conditioning to do that? And when it comes to the big weights, like we are talking about that's just a progression that someone's followed, hopefully, into that into that place where they no longer get enough stimulus from a bodyweight squat and it's just a warm-up. And now they're looking to, they want more watts, right? So they want more from their body. And to get more from your body, you've got to create more um, you've got to allow, allow your body to get accustomed to producing more, hence why we, we apply load to it. And how you do that, that's that's where like that's where you like, you we start to really kind of that's where the it kind of explodes a little bit because what we're seeing a lot of time is people jumping straight into moving heavier, too heavier loads with poor mechanics and poor lack of experience. And that's when they their legs feel like they've been smacked with sticks because you know they feel like they can't walk. You know their muscle soreness and and that's what puts people off. So, I mean, it's just a progression. And like when you get to, if you really want, like, look at any other sport, and when they're looking to harness their true potential, you have to go. You have to go out and seek it out. And so many of the endurance community are pursuing more. They're just going for volume, 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 and don't have enough time i'm you know they're, they're overtraining. you know we're getting people who are just you know just exhausted the gym allows us to cut corners or the strength training allows us to cut corners because it allows us to harness more in a very short and uh, focused time so if you want to get faster get quicker like you've got to dial in on your body like come off the bike come away from the run and go right how can I get more? And you get more by training, training it out. So yeah, the big weights. And again, what does big mean? Um, what, what do you what do you see as big? What, what is like? I mean, is it a funny term big? Because like, um, I often ask my guys, how strong do you think me or your strength coach wants you to be? Like, what's your thoughts on that? How like, what do you say? Like, how how strong is strong enough? 
I get, and, and I would say it depends what you want to do, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, you're right. Like, what what do you want to do with your body? Like, and but I always say to people, like, body weight, like, like move your body weight for fun. Like, your ability to to, to run is like to run an ultra, to run a five k. You want your body to move across a certain distance effortlessly, and your ability to move that that your own body weight. So, be able to put forty kilos on your back, or, or lift the forty kilos off the ground, or pull do a pull up, pull your own body weight off the ground. Like people want to pull themselves through the water as quick as possible, but yet they, they, they shy away from doing a pull up. Uh, yeah. But yet the, the pull up is one of the most like, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But like, you know, someone says, to I me, put oh, my hand up there, by the way, people can't <laughs> see that, but um, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's for me, like, it's like when someone comes to you and goes, Chris, I want to get, I, I, I want to cut my, my pull, you know, my hundred meter time in half. And I'm like, oh, bloody hell, but you know, okay, that's pretty steep. But, but then you go, right, have you ever done any body training? Like, have you ever tried to harness more from your upper body? And they've never done any type of, like, uh, weight training in the upper body. Or... And so, right, we start chipping away at that single, applying a little bit of weight, in the, you know, single arm rows, supported row with a TRX, or then working towards a pull-up. Then you start, they start harnessing more and more and more from their body. And then suddenly you start to see that time drop because they're, they're starting to um, harness more of what they've got. Um, so, yeah, it's... Like how strong is strong enough? I often say like it's it's you want to get to that point where your body weight becomes kind of normal to play with. Like in and when you look at some of the top guys and girls, like even like it doesn't matter male or female. Like they, I don't often ask more of that. Like it's that's a nice number to hit. Is like something around your body weight. So 60, 70 kilo for for a lot of women. You know, 80, 90 kilo for a man. Like it's generally kind of where you're playing at. Some of the some of the lighter men are seventy kilo. I know that. <laughs> but yeah, it's like that's what I want them to work towards because as soon as they get to that point, they suddenly go, "Whoa!" Like I'm running stronger. I'm riding like my my watts, of, and it's because they're able to harness their own body weight much much more efficiently. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. If someone does start from scratch and they're doing something 20, 30 minutes twice a week, how quickly could they progress and actually get to that? point of being able to lift their body weight chris um always based on that individual's like background training experience um the program the coaching they so let's, let's 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 pretend then let's go completely hypothetical mm-hmm. um you're so you're going to be coaching me yeah. and uh in terms of umbrella term strength and conditioning honestly um i'd be a complete newbie really a bit of yoga bit of body weight stuff but quite honestly yeah you'd be starting 
pretty much from scratch. How long? Yeah. Again, depends on what you want to do with your body. Like, what do you want to achieve? So we'd set some goals, right? We'll go, right, okay, so what are some basic standards for us? So we'd say, right, well, just ballpark figures. What's your, you know, you will look at your body, you know, body weight. It doesn't even need to be exact. It's just kind of in a ballpark, you know, sort of 70, 60, 70 kilos. But then we go, but we have standards. So we have set some standards, um, strength endurance. We've, we've set some standards over the years. Um, being able to do 20 push-ups as a, yep, being able to do five pull-ups. Um, being able to do 20 single leg squats each leg. You've um, got a lot of work with me, Chris. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you, know what it, do you know what a lot of this is based on? It's based on our work with physios as well. So we work very, very closely with physios over the years. Um, I've always, because, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about working as a multidisciplinary team. I, I, I don't believe I could do my job without um, my network of physios and osteos and chiros and um, my, my, my the coaches around me, my you know, try run, try, triathlon and swimming coaches, because I, I I want to be very good at what I do. And to do that, I need to I need to understand where my uh, what I know and what I don't know. Um, it's the same thing when I'm working with Bree McGregor and her team, because I need to know, I want to be very good at what I do. And to do that, I need to know all the facts. But going back to you, it's like standards, Again, hamstrings, calves. So I expect you'd be able to hit a certain amount of numbers, a certain number, because when you hit those numbers, 30 calf raises, single leg calf raises, 30 hamstring, single leg hamstring bridges, you start to hit anywhere near that number. And I pretty much guarantee that you're going to be in a very good place in terms of like your run performance is going to increase, your tra- you know, riding, because it's just it's just a nice, easy numbers for us to work to. And these are all body weight, by the way. This is no weights. For us to then move towards, once you get to that point where you've, chipped away at those body weight numbers you're will we start to introduce a little bit of load um goblet squat using a kettlebell dumbbell um build up your confidence build up your um your library in your head as to what like the new different variations of things and this is this is going with like four week blocks to changing your program every four weeks to keep things fresh entertaining but also seeing that nice progression in strength and then maybe when you, if you're comfortable and you have the availability, we'll probably put a bar on your shoulders and then, or get a barbell in your hands or a trap bar, um, because that allows us to put a little bit more work load in your hands in a more uh, efficient manner. And then if you've ever tried to hold like a twenty or thirty kilo kettlebell or dumbbell, it's bloody horrible. Like it's just so awkward. But as soon as you put a bar on your hands, and that's why the barbells come out because that they allow us to move more load without causing any more discomfort it's just a bit just it's just skill level you just we just got to skill you up a little bit but yeah you would be there you would be there much quicker than you realize like the like our gym our gym is very much about helping people evolve into that more into more of that gym-based training but we work with so many remote people now and and it's just but we still follow that logical evolution and and it's it's just good s and c it's just good science as it were like it's, it's logical and what's disappointing and it's one of those things right you 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 don't like seeing it but you see people jumping too quickly into things you know high intensity training throwing barbells around throwing heavier too heavier weights around because the complexity of the movements are too much and that's when injuries and um overtraining or overload comes in and then people fall to the wayside because of it and then they lose uh, confidence with what strength training can do for them so it's that it's just good coaching um, and you'll see that everywhere in, in most good gyms. Yeah. 
I will put links and everything like that in the in the show notes, Chris. But you did mention there that you are doing quite a lot of remote work. So if people are interested, um, where should they actually go to? Uh, just head over to strengthofendurance.com for um, that, that, and that's where we're kind of doing our. I don't know if you noticed, but the world's kind of gone pretty remote recently. Um, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's funny, it's like everyone's upskilled. I don't know if you know, like everyone's just leveled up in terms of like getting work, getting the necessary work done. And for us, we've been remote, you know, we've been remote training for a long time with lots of people around the world. And and now now it's even gone up one another level in terms of like using Zoom and Teams and Microsoft Teams and things on under all those other platforms. Um, yeah, so for us, it's allowed us to really like really deliver a better service and so we go live from the gym and we, we deliver these uh remote classes every day um but then we also individualize pro- we individualize our program as well for all of our guys um and we do a lot and so you can also go to my website this is chrishendy.com um but yeah um it's a it's a whole new frontier isn't it like the whole uh, virtual world it's um i think we've got people who are like, I don't know about you, but my grandparents are online, which I never had before. And, <laughs> and you know, like having those conversations has really changed, uh, yeah, just changed the world in the last four or five months, hasn't it? Yeah, but it's great to know that from everything that you've, you know, said, if people actually do want to do any work with you or whatever, then they can. So that's really good. And Chris, you also mentioned your team around you. And the, one of the key people who you are working with at the moment is Rini McGregor. And we actually had really on the podcast earlier this year in the healthy body episode when we were talking about eating disorders in triathlon. So how are you working with Rini? Uh, it will start with my lovely wife, Polly, um, just because through training and working damn hard to get her, you know, to get where she got to, um, you know, it got to a point where it was kind of, a, I had to lay the law down a little bit and say it was either, training it was either you know she needs to sort like her like, in terms of the way she was behaving in terms of her food and everything or she had to quit um kind of thing it was a bit but that was just from coming from a place of love obviously and but what i didn't realize at the time a lot of the habits she had installed at the time were due to training overtraining and red s and and it, um, what we didn't know at the time was um you know she she'd been on the pill for a long time um 10 years and uh we eventually wanted to have children. Decided we want to have children. Polly wanted to step back from the sport, but then for us, it was that that started a journey of five years of trying to have a trying to have a baby, um, waiting for a period to come back. But that journey in itself was one. Obviously, I, I was obviously supported her all the way through, um, but it was tough, and it was our. It really, really opened our eyes to like the demands of the sport that you're in, um, and how important it is to. Well, and, that, and that's obviously where we met Rini when we moved back here because we we're still trying to um, trying to get restore Polly's period so we can then start trying for a baby. Um, and this is something we talk about quite. You know, we're quite open about me and Paul because it's it's something that I've always been aware of with my female athletes because I've always been aware of how I've trained and making sure that nutritionally they're they're on point with everything, but not to this level. And it was only through personal experience that I really get my get my eyes forced open almost polly we got we met Brini, um and so our world very very mer- quickly merged um polly became pregnant i've got little george downstairs now he's nine months old but now like again it's all that it's amazing how life just puts these things it things evolve and not only do i have a like a a, a, a very strong grasp of what an endurance athlete life looks like i now understand what this the female side of things and 
I have a very objective view of it, like where I just simply won't allow my female athletes to train as much as they want without having that having having that baseline you know that's just that, that that level of health because of the repercussions of it you know the in terms of bone density in terms of like just lack of the ability to be able to produce power and strength and be able to you know be able to generate lean muscle tissue like without estrogen in your in your system it's just impossible so yeah massive evolution and Rini and me, we work and um, with her team now. We've her team's well, our team's you know expanded massively over the last nine months, um, and we work as a team. Like I would never work, I could never work with these these, these young women and these other you know women in general, all men, and without having Rini in my corner, having Dr. Nikki K in my corner, having our psychologist in place, and because we we need so many the spectrum of what we're working with is so vast and there's times when we can talk you know we can help and there's other times we have to make sure that we um these individuals are being looked after by other professionals so it's a it's an amazing space though i'm that i've now moved into um i'm still obviously working a lot in endurance across the board and in injury rehab but um it's an amazing very empowering kind of place to be in um because not like performance is easy right like i don't know if you fully got that from me like it's like getting someone to get be stronger fitter faster like that's kind of what i was trained to do but then to maintain someone's health alongside that that's it's so abused like you not i mean it's unbelievable like it's the 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 form i'm gonna be quite blunt here but the form of coaching out there is so archaic still in so many circles where um it's like you've got to be lighter to be faster you know you've got to be you know like you're you've got to eat less you've got to be a certain weight to be able to perform at a certain um a, a certain level and it is so archaic because you're not taking into consideration that person's longevity in a sport and actual the, 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 and to take that from someone and that's obviously what we work with we, we know and to take that from someone is is uh yeah it's awful so yeah would you almost say chris that um strength and conditioning work is almost more important for for females uh yeah i mean it's it's important for everyone i mean it's, it's what's funny right is and i think it's really important to under to stress is like strength and conditioning isn't just about lifting or strength just like just lifting weight or getting stronger the topic of strength and conditioning is about periodization it's about tapering it's about nutrition it's about guidance it's if you dive into this world and you really explore the fundamentals of what a great strength and conditioning program does like you are you you should be exploring all avenues of performance and health like health is first right because if without being healthy you have no chance to ever be to perform at your best you're all your lack of consistency your lack power your lack strength you will always be being held back by your lack of uh, your lack of health so snc is when you're in the presence of someone who really understands snc they'll be quizzing you on every aspect you know like what does your overall training volume look like your overtraining you know are you monitoring the training load how often are you training how long are those sessions like what's your rpe what's your perceived exertion of those sessions are you calculating that against the you know across the season you know when is your off season do you have one there's so many things right and then what does your nutrition look like are you fueling appropriately like if not why what you know what are your barriers like but then that's when you bring in someone like Rini who goes and then you go right I need what, what does that individual's bone density look like what do their bloods look like um and this is the level people should be at and it's I know it's it can sound like a lot but if you want 10 20 50 years doing the things that you love and that the levels that people are now doing them I mean 
every day someone is breaking some record in ultra distances or triathlon and like you can't tell me the Jan Fredinos of this world don't have people like watching him over the, looking over his shoulder making sure that he's fueling appropriately and you know he doesn't rebound from injuries that quickly without assistance right and that's because they have all these other these are other things other areas being looked after and you know and so for with with people you've just got to be on top of those things so um going back to the whole strength and conditioning important for women hell yeah like it's like it's everything it will give you it will give you everything like it will give you everything you want consistency uh it will give you strength it'll give you more power it'll give you more speed how you do it is obviously um and how you approach it it's obviously going to define that so and how would it differ or how should it differ chris for a female in perimenopause and meripause and Mary Pauls? No, it's really. T- <laughs> if it was the Mary Pauls, well, happy days. But um, mm-hmm. so in perimenopause and in the menopause. Yeah. So this is a really kind of poignant topic at the moment, isn't it? I mean, there's, um, I, and it's really good people talking more and more about it. Um, it's something I'm very, like, kind of open about. Um, a lot more of my clients will be aware of it. Like, because it's just, it's almost like a taboo subject, isn't it? Like, you know, a lot of time, especially between man and woman. Um, and, you've always got to imagine like people talking about this type of topic trackside you know you're 30 members of of the community in front of you were turning up and you're you're 17 to a 77 year old on your track you know ready to run and but like you've got to talk about this sort of stuff like because and and right now like being able to know that 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 individual is has a regular cycle has had lost their regular cycle has actually had no symptoms of, of menopause but they've gone through it and now they're in danger of obviously um the detrimental effects of not having estrogen running through your body are they even aware of that probably not but then obviously running on top of that or for, you know, and you've got to be aware of these things and it's just a level of education that everyone needs to have because there's so many people falling to the wayside so in terms of like strength yeah i mean it's just a it's just building those foundations right and you know it's not lifting heavy weight it's just moving with purpose loading your joints loading your bones allowing them to understand the the, the better better um work with the requirements of your sport so if you run a lot like it's a lot of impact on the body a lot lot of impact on the bones and the joints a little bit of strength training regularly a week it's going to help assist and kind of bridge the gap between were not doing a lot and then suddenly you're hitting the track and without during this phase and this phase for for women is eight to ten years it can start and it's a big gap right and it's it's really unfair because it it starts early for some and it can start later for others and so if you're basing yourself off some people other your friends you know some of your friends have the can kind of massive symptoms and really affect some others man i've had one of my one of my one of my girls like um um lady she she went through it and she didn't even know it like had no idea um but just based off a basic age we realized it so you know like it was it was based on symptoms and things but she actually um fractured her wrist by accident i felt falling over and we thought that's weird because she's super strong and yep she's got but then we found out she'd gone through it and um now it's a matter of obviously approaching that and working through that uh, with her and again it's an interesting phase for women um but it has to be talked about. Like it has to just a simple question. And we, before we hit record, actually, you said uh, Pilates and yoga, that is not enough when you're at that particular point in your life. Yeah. Um, and why, um, what I mean by that is 
it's a lovely pastime. It's a lovely, like, it's a great thing to do to promote movement and to enjoy and just have fun with. And like, just, you know, but guys are like, if in terms of performance and in terms of if you love to run and you love to be active, like truly active and express power and express strength and, you just have to give the body more to work with. And because once you go through those phases, like you're at the older we get, our body down regulates naturally. Once we hit 30, we start to, <laughs> we start to go down. downhill. Start, exactly. It's downhill. And like very, very subtly, but we're starting to down regulate. And then obviously that's, exp- now that's obviously sped up or kind of nipped in the bud, you know, post menopause. So you've got to be aware that you've got to be shoring your body up with as much like of that, of that, good work to allow your body to continuously be ready for the work that you want to put it through and even if that's just an easy even if that's just a hike right like if, if you are love to hike and i'm in, you know climb mountains whatever there's still load and demand on the body that you've got to allow your body to prepare for you know speed that up by telling you know by people saying telling me they want to run 5k 10k half marathons marathons ultras later on in their later years great just prepare your body allow it to be conditioned to the work that you want to do and then you won't have any problems like and and obviously everyone's different i mean everyone's different you've got to respect it and that's where the blood you know you've got to get your bloods done get your bones have a dexa like have have the professional conversation with people that really understand it but then you've got to put some work in yeah like you've got to put some work in if you want to prepare your body for the work so yeah I've read a, a few things and there's a bit of a narrative um, that I've seen about, you know, lifting heavy, lifting heavy, lifting heavy, lifting heavy. Is that the only way or is what you're saying actually, yes, get to that point, but we need to get to that point first by doing the foundations, doing the groundwork and gradually building up to that point that you then can lift heavy. It's exactly the same thing as me saying sprint hard, sprint hard, sprint hard. Like, sprinting is horrifically difficult tough on the body right like you're telling any beginner to go right i just want you to go i just want you to go everything give me everything you got to tear that person apart they got to come up pull a hamstring immediately they got to blow themselves to pieces same thing on the bike same thing in the water just sprint it's the same thing as lifting heavy like when you throw those sort of words around oh, i need you to lift heavy it's you're that person that beginner is going to go right i'm just going to walk into that gym and i'm going to find something that's just miserable and i'm going to lift it poor mechanics he's got to just and they're going to lose confidence immediately you've got to empower that individual to get to that point where they are ready to move heavier weight and then heavier and then heavier again heavy is 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 in the eye of the beholder like what do they want from that but essentially it's it's that type of behavior that gets publicized and pushed out there and then people take it on face value and then they run with it and then they that's why they lose they lose the 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 meaning of what it what it actually is and so yeah you've got to build them up a condition them build them up body weight add some resistance add a little bit more resistance that gets boring that gets easy progress 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 and it's it's a wonderful journey right like i've got so many people that come through and go now what Again, I'm like now what? Like it's just it's, it's amazing because you it's like a it's a wonderful drug in the sense that you you consistently find more from your body. And I'm talking, I'm not talking 30 year olds, I'm talking 50, 60 year olds who are who are saying to me, I'm never been stronger, never been faster. And your most strength coaches will have the same stories because if you follow a nice progression, they'll start off going, I've never done a push-up before. Oh my god, I've done 10. Chris, I've just did 20 push-ups and I've never done that before. Oh my God, I'm benching my own. It's, it's crazy, but it's not. It's just logical progression. It's the same principle that you apply to your swim, bike, run. It's just the 
for some reason people think that they should be able to throw big weights around and uh, or 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 move really fast or, or you know things like you know and there is a massive confusion between what does constitute as strength conditioning and guys i want to stress like it should be a structured program okay like it, it's not a, a client if you want specific goals i'll 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 say that you need to be following a structured program that has has more of an individualized approach for you. Otherwise, you're just skimming the surface and potentially just overtraining or just missing the point. Um, and there's nothing wrong with classes and things. It's just if you really want to get results quick um, and efficiently and effectively and integrate it into your life more more better, then find get someone to write and you know write a program for you um, and you know who know who knows what you need to be working on. Chris, it's been it's been great. I've learned so much. It's been superb. Thank you so much. No, thanks for having me on. I it's, uh, it's just uh, you can tell it's a passion, and, and uh, I love talking about it. And um, again, it's it's wide and varied, but um, it's all about longevity, right? Like just keep. Someone always has like people always have performance goals. Like everyone wants to be better, but then end of the day, when it all dust settles, people just want to carry on being able to run, to ride a bit, to swim a bit to walk a bit to run with the kids and that's why i always say to people just like keep stripping it back and sometimes it's just like just keep doing the things you love and to do that you just got to keep up with that basic maintenance and then keep progressing that so there you have it there is always something to work on isn't there always always but i do hope that you found that useful there are links to chris and his work with strength for endurance over in the show notes and just a reminder if you do like what i do and you want to support the show then i would love you to sign up to be a patron of the podcast over at patreon.com forward slash inside try show you can buy me the equivalent of a coffee each month or shout me a glass of wine it would just be pretty marvellous and it does make a difference and helps me be able to do this every single week. Thanks for listening to the Inside Try Show. If you want to get in touch or get a little bit more information on anything, then reach out to Helen on Instagram or Twitter at Inside Try Show. Thank you, Grace, for your messages. Grace won the recent Resilient Nutrition giveaway and nicely described long range fuel as pimped up nut butter which I think is an excellent description. So don't forget, you can get 10% off their range of performance-enhancing nut butters over at resilientnutrition.com. Just use the code INSIDETRY10, or you can follow the link in the show notes at insidetryshow.com. And they are a really good bunch of people behind the products. And they've just been supporting an amazing guy called Darren Hardy, who was recently doing 10 consecutive Ironmans to raise money for Help the Heroes. He did them in cool locations as well. And that means that he will have completed the highest Ironman triathlon. And then he was due as well to get the world record for an endurance event at the London Eye, which is kind of unique, isn't it? Right, shout out time. Oh my goodness, you have been busy. Jess Rushton, she said she did the Clumber Park duathlon and it was a right bugger. Love the honesty there, Jess. Thank you. Rob did a long Zwift ride to avoid getting soaked. Very, very sensible. Pete, he said it was a good listen. He means the Chrissy Wellington episode while walking the dog. And then I did actually ask Pete. We need a name for the dog. Shelley, Shelley the dog, who's a Springer Cocker Lab mix. Shelley sounds gorgeous. Lisa 
says she's been polar swimming and she's loving it. Leanne has also been getting in on the polar swimming action at the Keys. She says it was a roasty toasty 12 degrees. She might not have said roasty toasty. Uh, Joanna and Jenny have also promised that they are going to do some cold water swimming at some point. And they made a promise to episode 24 guest Reverend Kate Botley. So there's no backing out of that one. Vessa had a great morning run on the trails. Cat Matthew said that her 100 miles Zwift ride was, and I quote, a bit grim. Again, I like the honesty. Thank you. Chris did a double turbo. Chris, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> but he listened to the Chrissy Wellington episode, so that makes it all okay. Jay was doing a long run with tempo work in the middle, which just sounded a bit brutal, to be honest. David, I think you're probably still running. But yeah, David, round of applause to you. You've been doing amazing marathon stuff, so well done. And Mark did the Hell of a Hill virtual marathon. Mark, I want to know more about the Hell of a Hill. How big was this horrible hill? But if it's virtual, was there even a hill? (laughs) Anyway, keep me posted. You know I love hearing what you are up to. As for us, well, in true Alan Hovden Norwegian style, I am still working hard to shift my mindset and be more positive about the darker, shorter days and all that kind of stuff. So this week we did a big hike again at the at the weekend in the glorious British weather at this time of year, i.e. rain, especially in the northwest. Um we did a cold water swim, 10.3 degrees this time. And again, I was there in my neoprene hat, my gloves, my booties, and I had two layers on under my wetsuit and it was sodding (laughs) marvellous. I loved it. The sun was shining actually on that day um, and I do think that made a difference. And I actually stayed in for three laps, which is the longest so far, not not including summer stuff. So the longest in the cold uh, water. So I was pretty proud of that. We're going again this weekend. Woo! And I reckon it'll be single figures. We also went for a head torch run, which was just hilarious. So we went for it with a friend. It was socially distanced. I plotted the route and I managed to plot it through a load of mud. So we had mud over our socks, in our shoes. Yeah, it was very slippy. But it was too much fun. It was like embracing that inner kid. So do it. Get a head torch. If you don't have one, go and have fun with a head torch run. We were running through woods. We could hardly see, but it was it was brilliant. And then we had a chippy tea. That might have been the highlight. And as I am recording this, Rich is getting the fire going. So I think we're winning at that. Yeah. Right, I reckon that is about it for now. If you want to sign up to my regular newsletter, please do. That means that you won't miss any news or any behind-the-scenes goings-on. So just head to insidetrishow.com and if you scroll down right to the bottom of the page, you can sign up there to my newsletter. As ever, if you want 20% off over at comfuel.co.uk, they do all sorts of different sports nutrition, water bottles, face masks, sweat tests, you name it, they do it. Comfuel.co.uk and use the code InsideTry and you'll get 20% off. So thank you so much for listening. As ever, look after yourself, look after those around you and we'll speak again next week.
Social Podcast Network.